Hey, uh, welcome back to Eating It, stories of bombing, bad sets, shows gone wrong, and other uh, things about comedy. Anyway, I'm Tyler Menz. If you've listened to the podcast, you know me. I'm the host. If you've not listened, well, here I am. Uh, I'm Tyler. Good to meet you. Thanks for listening. Anyhow, we've got a great show today. Shane Moss is on the program. The program... And uh, he tells a really great story about opening for Pauly Shore in Boston. And that just doesn't sound <laughs> like a good situation anyway. I'll let you listen into that later. Um, you can follow us on, real quick, I'll tell you, what you can follow us on social media at uh, Eating It Pod, or you can go to eatingitpod.com, or you can listen to us on Stitcher or iTunes, or now we are on Spotify. That's pretty cool. Uh, that's the that's the cool new one. Anyhow, um, if you if you're nasty, take some time to rate and review. And give us those five stars. We love those. And if you're not nasty, well then you know what? Stop listening. Well, nasties only, please, please and thank you. Only nasties. Anyhow, a uh, lot of things going on up here. We're in the midst of a polar vortex in Wisconsin, where I am, and it is negative 55 degrees outside, wind chill. That's crazy. That's nuts. Why do we live here? Because misery makes you funnier. That's what I keep telling myself. Um, what else we got going on? I've got a, I the baby. Baby's downstairs. I'm covered in just, just uh, covered in puke all the time. Just juice that's been in and out of both of my wife and my daughter. So anyway, um, I'm rambling on. Um, Maybe I'm venting. Who knows? But anyway, we're going to get to the show, and I hope you enjoy this conversation between me and Shane Moss. Enjoy. Hi, welcome back to Eating It, uh, stories of bombing, bad sets, and shows gone wrong. Today on the podcast, I have Shane Moss. Hi, Shane. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for uh, agreeing to be on the show. Absolutely. Uh, It's kind of a funny story. I guess we can just uh, chat about this. (laughs) We had a scheduling. (laughs) We were emailing, and there was some miscommunication, and I showed up at Shane's uh, brother's house. And his brother was like, it's what? It's a different you? day than I realized <laughs> it was going to be, but it's okay. It's perfect. Well, I'm glad. It's 2019. That... We're ready to go. That's right. New year. It's uh, it's the first of the yeah. new year. So uh, <laughs> um, let's talk about, uh, I, I guess, um, I want to start with, uh, you're from Wisconsin, correct? You're yeah, originally from here? Wisconsin. La Crosse? Yeah. Cool. Um, started doing comedy in La Crosse? Oh, no. No, I started in Boston. Oh, wow. Um, in 2004. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what What made you want to uh, start doing comedy? Or what brought you to Boston, I guess, if you're from... Well, I wanted to be a comedian since I was like 9, 10 years old. Yeah. And um, I moved to Boston with a friend of mine. Okay. Um, who was moving out there. And I, I was like... <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Bless you. I, I start sneezing every time I talk about my backstory. <laughs> it was, uh, I had a really sneezy beginning. To, uh, a lot the, of pepper involved. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I didn't, I just was like so, um, uh, so ridiculously scared of anyone I knew seeing me try stand up. Yeah. That I didn't want to perform anywhere in the Midwest. Like in case 
someone from my high school or a relative or something like that, like somehow found out about it and was there. That's how deathly afraid I I was. I had a bit of stage fright and everything, but I, yeah, so I, I moved, I had a friend move into Boston, so I was lucky enough to tag along with him. And you'd move specifically for, you were like, I'm going to move and do comedy out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, was Boston a destination? No, I just had a friend moving. I was I was aiming for New York or LA because I didn't know anything. I was like, "You gotta move to the big city and be a big star." (laughs) Right. And Boston, I was like, "Well, close enough. I can check it out there. I can swing down to New York here and there and and see." I never ended up going to New York. Boston was a good city to start in. Yeah. Um, Once I actually started and figured out how things worked. Sure. It was a pretty good city to start in. They've got a pretty great scene still. Yeah. I mean, they, you, you know, they've had a great scene. Isn't that's where Leno started, right? Yeah, I think, um, I think so. I mean, names. I think Bill Burr. Yeah, Burr, of um, course. Yeah, Mike I Kaplan. Think, I think. Yeah, Mike Kaplan started a couple of years ahead of me. Oh, okay. Um, Joe List was a oh, few right. years ahead of me too. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, so so those guys were uh, in my kind of generation of young up-and-comers in boston right 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 yeah. uh you mentioned being afraid of anyone knowing or seeing you do comedy mm-hmm. was it something where you didn't tell anyone you did comedy yeah, either no. i didn't tell anyone until i was going to be on conan for the first time holy shit yeah really yeah, yeah. so just out of the blue yeah, told yeah. like your parents and stuff yeah, or whoever? yeah. yeah. wow yeah. what uh after that long, why? What, you know? Well, it only took me a few years to, to get, get on Conan. Conan. Oh, okay. Um, so I didn't have to wait that long. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I just, I mean, like my, I was always, I, uh, amongst my kind of extended family. Yeah. I was, uh, I was the oldest amongst. I have like a lot of younger cousins and yeah. stuff. But I was the oldest, and I was the only like grandkid or whatever around for the first five years. So, and my mom was the okay. oldest, and so all of her siblings, like I was just their like little like plaything oh, okay. or whatever. Growing up, yeah. I was like a toy, and I was just like some goof um, that you gave like wedgies to and stuff. <laughs> and so uh, it it didn't appeal to me to like have any of those people uh find out i was doing stand-up yeah people who adore you and be like no this is kind of a weird uh, yeah you know yeah. uh non not uh you know off kilter thing i'm yeah. doing i uh it, it's funny like for me i waited to tell my parents a year uh-huh. before i told them i was doing st- i always equated it to like it must be the closest i'll ever come to like coming out of the closet or anything mm-hmm. like that because absolutely because like you it's it does feel like this weird thing to like mom and dad i think i'm funny <laughs> it yeah. really is it's yeah. very 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 much like coming out of the closet uh, uh, I, I can't imagine what coming out of the closet is like but you know uh, uh, yeah I, it's just it is a weird feeling it, I almost felt guilty, like telling my parents that I was thought. I, you know. Yeah, well, it's like it's it's definitely weird. The family stuff is really strange with the expectations of like ne- people. I mean, to your family, you're always a kid, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I mean, it's just 
I don't like telling people I'm a comedian now, today. Right. I just yesterday went to yoga here in Milwaukee. Um, I, I don't remember the name of the place. Yama Yoga or something like that. And, uh, and I went and like afterwards I had to fill out the, I was there late so they let me fill it out afterwards and they, they filled out the paperwork and they like asked for the occupation and I was just like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, God, I hate telling people I'm a comedian. <laughs> so I just put self-employed. Oh, nice. I'm like, they're yeah. probably not going to read it or anything like yeah. that. And then the oh, lady nice. does read it. Oh, no. Because <laughs> she's like, because they have like discounts for people in like different industries or whatever. Right. So she's like, you have anything that would have a discount? Well, what do you do? And I was like, I'm a stand-up comedian. <laughs> and like immediately someone in there is like, Tell us a joke! Uh, like, it didn't... It wasn't... It was just such, like, a gut reaction. Like, they wouldn't have... They wouldn't have reacted any faster if, like, a lion would have entered the room and they had <laughs> to run. Like, it was... It's just such an instinctual <laughs> thing. Yeah. And then... And then right away, the lady's like, You don't seem funny. Oh, uh, yeah. It, which... It... That doesn't like insult me when no. someone say that. And I, like I'm not like oh, you don't think that I'm fun. I'm just like embarrassed for that person mm -hmm. because I'm just like oh yeah I didn't I didn't wear my clown nose right. into yoga yeah. today and I I think that because uh, I'm I'm certainly growing up I was an exceptionally introverted person I would say that. I'm, I fall kind of in the middle right. between introversion and extroversion. I'm very comfortable in front of crowds. I'm not so hot with small talk. Yep. I'm not sure anyone is. No. Do we like small talk? I mean, some people just... I, I, what is it with small talk? When people are good at it, I'm like, are you really interested in this stuff? Or are, are you, you just, good at faking yeah. it? Or, like, just buying what, some time here? Because if you're what really is? interested in this... Then I don't want to talk to you. Right, yeah. <laughs> like if you're the type of person that loves small talk, I don't know. But my girlfriend's like really good at sparking conversations with strangers and stuff. I see her and I'm like, gosh, how do you do that? That's yeah. amazing. Um, but uh, but anyway, and then and then the the lady. So like right away, it's like, uh, and then and then they like. They want to know where you're performing in town or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, so like that's uh, like, okay, I could use more people at, at, a, sure. at a given show. I can always use more audience. Someone looks me up and is maybe interested. But someone that, that is that excited that you're a stand up, it's never someone that you want well, as a fan. Show. Nope. And so then the next thing happened, which is like, oh man, I have a jo I just saw I the funniest thing on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. And it was like this Facebook meme. And then she starts reading. She like, so now I'm, I got to sit there and I'm like, and I, I like ask her where the bathroom is to get out. And she doesn't hear me because she's like too busy. So I'm just like sitting there getting ready for her <laughs> brutal, <laughs> brutal jokes. And it and, that is almost as funny, like to comedians. I think is hearing non-funny people describe something funny. <laughs> uh, not to no, me. No, it wasn't. It no. makes me incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> I feel a lot of pressure to laugh. Yeah, and I'm like, 
I always, I get tense and then it's like, like this is a yoga studio. So at least it's not like after a club where I'm like, Ooh, this is going to be racist, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. This is definitely going to be racist. And then, uh, uh, like that's, that's the majority of, <laughs> of like, I, I oh, have I a great one yeah. for you. It's always just the. Or misogynistic. It, or, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and this was really cringy puns and that's almost like like i like a cringy pun (laughs) a pun and so it was like i handled it okay because i was just like well those are those are groaners (laughs) and but it's always there's so many questions i'm gonna start telling people that i'm a science podcaster because i do have a science podcast here we are um, and I think most people would just shut them right down. Um, zero follow-up questions. Um, actually, no, I know that's not. So, oh yeah, that's the other thing. So people ask you, or you find out you're a comedian, and then they're like, well, who are you, some of your favorite comedians? comedians? Ugh, I but hate they that never question. know comedians. Right. Like, why are you, no name that I say. Yeah. You're going to know. It does outside of like Louis C.K., who is now and now that's great. Now I'm associating myself with some pervert or way you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, like like that. Now that's per, like how people know. Like maybe Dave Chappelle. Yeah. You know. Or like some people know Dave Chappelle. David Letterman or like. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. If you gave him like, like a David big Letterman. or like Steve Martin. Oh something like yeah, that. yeah yeah yeah. Those that's are good. What, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if you actually tell them like, oh, who are your, you know, people that you really like yeah. are into at the moment. The, it, no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes like a really comedy savvy person will happen to know like Bill Burr right. these days. Um, maybe like sometimes Doug Stanhope. Um, yeah. He has like this really... Uh, fringe cult following, following. Um, but yeah. But if you said I'll throw like Maria Bamford out there, thinking like, ah, eh, she has some stuff on Netflix. She does theaters, yeah. Like, does it? But no, oh. it. Uh, I mean, I mean, most people. Um, there's uh, a lot of people don't know who Dave Chappelle is, and like, you really can't get any bigger than that. I guess Jerry Seinfeld. I guess Seinfeld. everyone knows who Jerry Seinfeld yeah, is. Yeah, I think that's probably um, a go-to one as well. But and, and then people, uh, and then people. Oh, so then I got the other question, which mm-hmm. is like, what kind of humor oh. do you do? And so that's when I shut people down. I'm like, well, I have a science podcast. Yeah. I interject a lot of science. Like, oh, you make fun of science? I know. No, I talk about science yeah. in a fun way. Yeah. Um, like, oh, that's interesting. And then, like, they don't have follow-up <laughs> questions. And then I'm out of that's there. That's great. But, yeah. That's the, a good out. <laughs> the science podcast, um, people, you know, none of this is anyone's fault. Like, people are trying to be nice. Yeah. They're trying to, like, make conversation. Yeah. I sound like such a dick, I'm sure, even just, like, saying, oh, but this is just what every comedian has to go through, and it's just this cliche yeah. thing. Uh, and, like, most people mean very well. Oh, yeah, they're and, interested because uh, they don't meet a comedian every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. 
and I uh, gotta try to <laughs> remember that. Um, but yeah, the science podcast, I'll, I'll get people multiple times. So I've been switching to that a little bit, but still sometimes just trying to make conversation. Yeah. People are like, uh, like what scientists have you had? And if you think people <laughs> don't know comedians, <laughs> holy shit. Bill Nye, ever uh, heard of him? <laughs> it's, it's, they, yeah, it's Bill Nye or Neil, Neil deGrasse, deGrasse Tyson. Tyson. And those are... And that's like if they know Neil deGrasse Tyson, right. which it doesn't really get any bigger, right? Um, in, in terms of pop science communicators, which I wouldn't even—I'm not even sure he's really a scientist anymore. He's more of a communicator. But, but, um, uh, but yeah, that's like I can throw up. Like I'm having Steven Pinker on my. I have a show, Stand Up Science, and Steven Pinker is—I uh, mean, he's I've written like. Six New York Times best-selling books. Oh, He's wow. like as as popular as a scientist can be, yeah. really, without having like a show on Netflix or something wow. like that, like Neil deGrasse Tyson has. But um, but uh, yeah, um, Pinker. Uh, he's on my stand-up science um, show. It's a new show that I'm touring with in 2019, which I'm bringing through Milwaukee on the 30th. Um, and I have two scientists. Oh, really? You bring it back second again? Comedian on each cool. show. Yeah. So it's me hosting. I do some science jokes to start. Then I bring up a scientist to do like a ten to fifteen minute talk. Then a science or then a comic to. I I just ask comics to do like their cerebral stuff that like maybe doesn't work in front of like the bachelor and bachelorette parties and uh, like yeah. the bad rooms. I don't and, like, I don't tell them to like try to write science material or anything like that. Yeah. It's just an opportunity to like, like this is, I don't, I just don't, I don't make, uh, um, uh, any apologies for it. I'm like, this is a smart show. Yeah. We're doing smart comedy here. Like it, it, yeah. it's, I found that people are like, so reluctant to say that like smart comics are always like, well, you know, I get yeah. that. Yeah. I play it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, but there's like themes for every other kind of show. Like oh, get high and do a thing. Or do that. And I love themed shows. I love shows like that. Yeah. So I was like, why can't there be one for smart comedy? Yeah. Um, that actually is just like, that's what we're marketing it as. There's plenty of like smart comedy shows out there, like yeah. indie shows and whatnot, that try to go for that. But oh yeah, for why sure. not just straight up say like, this "Hey, come up to smart people. comedy." Yeah. Um, because because people, uh, uh, d- despite like turning on the news and like. Uh, like reading the current climate as a whole there's plenty of smart people out there that are interested in smart stuff yeah so so uh so yeah so like steven pinker is like uh, a guy that i got that i that i'd be like maybe on the off chance they know steven pinker (laughs) i mean there's a book sapiens that came out recently that is like that's like been so popular i mean it's one of the best books i've ever read um and that's starting to be like like tons of people that read have read that book sure um it sounds familiar i've definitely heard of the book a brief history of humankind it's very it's very good um so so that's starting to like permeate cool um a little bit but yeah outside of that like 
Robert Sapolsky is like the biggest guy I've had on my podcasts, and no one knows. Yeah, he he's probably the greatest mind on planet Earth right now. Oh, but wow. like you know, no right. one knows who he. That, that's how it goes. Uh, Stand up was just too popular <laughs> for me. I had to find something less popular than stand up. Well, you and nailed then it. Combine the two into an even less popular thing. <laughs> too funny. Too funny. That's funny. Um, any, I, I imagine, you know, people, some people just go out to comedy shows to go to a comedy show. Have there been any weird instances of like, not, I wouldn't call an audience member dumb, but like people not knowing they were going to a, a smart comedy show? Well, I've been doing, so I started doing science in my act years ago. And so. You know, and I was just working in clubs. Yeah, people who come out to your and, shows kind of know. And now, yeah, now I market it. And, and so I, I started, when I started doing that, it was with um, what really sparked all this. I had a show called A Good Trip that was about psychedelics. Yeah. And I knew that if I want to do a show about psychedelics, there's no, there is just no way yeah. that I can just drop this on a bunch of people in a club without giving them a heads up. I mean, it was already like doing a bunch of science material in a mm -hmm. club was like, it took me years to like retool my, how I, when I decided to go that route, um, and, and change my, the direction of my career about halfway through it, seven, eight years ago. Um, and it took me years to like really figure out how to like get people to like, even if they aren't necessarily interested or burst to, or like I'm in a place where they don't want to hear about say evolution, yeah. for example, and how to like sneak it in and say it in ways that like they'll kind of understand sure. without like being in their face about it. And, and, um, and the, the, my psychedelic show was the first time where I was forced to like, if I want to do this, I got to figure out how to find this audience, how to do marketing and, and, um, on my own and figure out how to, how to, um, get an audience specifically for this. Sure. So, um, so that's what I've, I've figured out how to like get an audience in for like a themed show. Like most, a lot of people that come, um, actually the, the, uh, it's, it's less, less a problem of like people, um, not knowing that it's going to be a stand up science or a, a science, you know, half science show. It's more probably like that. They don't know who I am. Sure. So I have to, which isn't a big deal. Yeah. That's great. I get to make new fans, but, um, it'd be nice if not every show I had to like reintroduce who I am and like my backstory and why yeah. I'm the curator of this, of course. this show. So, so yeah, I just kind of figured out how to market to like niche um, audiences and target like groups of people with specific interests. That's interesting. And get them to come out yeah. for the thing that they're interested in. So that's, that's what I do. That's funny that you mentioned that. I run a show called Book Club. I have com uh, comics talk about books. Mm -hmm. That's all they do. Um, that's so, awesome. Yeah, and we end up sending the money to the that we make on the show to the library. We just donate it. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to pick your brain about that maybe after the podcast. But sure, sure. Just Learning how to market to niche, niche uh, audiences. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about bombing though. Uh, yeah, because uh, we're we're twenty minutes in. Um, so uh, any good bombing stories? I, the show is uh, about eating it. And oh, yeah. If you want, I can share. I can quickly share mine. 
um, just to give you an idea, or do you have I some have flying. Go ahead. I, go. I've been doing comedy Get, for 15 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have some bombing I'm stories. Sure, I, we all do, and that's, you know, the... the <laughs> It's the common denominator with every comic. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, just starting out, I mean, I started bombing. I mean, there was almost no way around it. Where I, I started at an open mic in Dorchester, Massachusetts, in a bar that has since been condemned <laughs> called the Emerald Isle. I'm not kidding. I, I can't believe that it wasn't condemned earlier. I wow. think it was, there's like a lot of corruption around that area, and yeah. I think they were like, slipping some money to the health code people and stuff because this was like whatever dive bar you think you've been in you're like this is a dive bar no 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 this is like the they didn't have heating or air conditioning it was always broke and so it was always uh too hot or too too cold, cold depending on the season and then um and then they uh they had two bathrooms only one of them ever worked and it was always uh, like the you know the stall door mm-hmm. was like ripped Tore off that. and like all and um, you know it was uh, so they had a second room that had like a little showroom and oh and the God I I can still taste the beer out of the taps because we would Stale. we would show Good. up and it, and it was on the side of the showroom where yeah. they didn't like have regular patrons and yeah. oh my god and uh, so we showed up um, the space itself could have like could have been decent if there was an actual but there was never. Unless, like, a new person brought, like, four of their friends to be like, I'm going to try comedy, because right. they're idiots and <laughs> didn't know. And uh, they didn't know, like, the uh, horrible situation. So it was, it was all, like, there was a stage and chairs in front of the stage, and then, like, on the side of that was like kind of the bar area mm-hmm. for like extra seating, but that's where all the comics sat, but there was only comics. Mm-hmm. And so you're performing to only comics that weren't like sitting down to watch or anything. They were thinking about their own shit yeah. and like mad at anyone that was like going over their time by 30 seconds or whatever. Like that was rule number one. Like you do not go over your time when you're fucking done in Boston. In Boston, they didn't have, they didn't even give you lights. Oh, it was the strangest thing. You're just supposed to know to get off and like have your stuff timed and everything. It actually helped me early on because I, I knew the exact time of every single one of my jokes and knowing the exact time of every one of my jokes I could I could easily just look and see if I could like count the number of punchlines and yeah. see if there was like enough for what the uh, to make sense with the amount of time of the joke like if the joke was like a minute and a half long and only had like two laughs in it and I was like well they better be huge laughs otherwise that's just not enough like yeah. I need to, so like early on I was like I need like four punchlines a minute and like that sort of thing wow. I don't do that anymore but <laughs> um but uh, anyhow, um, I, I it, so you know everyone ate it. Um, there was one guy, Robbie Roadsteamer, who would do well, um, and that's because he was just this wild, like character. 
guy and he was hilarious but he just always just like made fun of the situation yeah and he was like a real comics comic um and yeah every every single person ate like if you got like a chuckle mm-hmm. like that was awesome yeah um uh, like if if a joke that you tried got like a huh like the yeah. the you would you take this it to a showcase yeah crush. yeah um and so so it was so dorchester massachusetts is um is a really really it's it's the it's the worst city in uh, massachusetts it's like a really high crime area and this area in particular was exceptionally high like i got mugged outside one time at gunpoint and um and but there so the show they had um they had pizza they would order pizza um and they would the owner so you would get a free slice of pizza um if you stayed like past midnight okay or whatever yeah so it was a way like the show started at like seven it was a true open mic so if you showed up and you signed up you would get on yeah so the show would go for like five hours at least at least bare minimum and uh and there was pizza to like so like people would stick around to get a free slice of pizza and that kept people like buying drinks and stuff well because there was a free slice of pizza if you performed mm-hmm. homeless guys would come <laughs> in to, to perform oh yeah so that's that was like where i started so that was just nothing but bombing sure um all of the time but in terms of like a real full-blown or just it, bomb in front of a crowd. Doesn't even have, have to be one. you. It could be a bad a story of situation of a bad show as well. No, just like I mean, it. So many. Yeah. Um. I, one one sticks out. It was uh. I was opening for Pauly Shore. Cool. And uh, <laughs> he's and, got a specific audience, right? <laughs> yes, he does. A very a specific audience of people who want to see Pauly Shore. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know. Not the brightest people mm-hmm. in the world. Well, I've worked um, with Steve, though. I, I can empathize. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. So, um, they, the, where, I'm trying, I'm just trying to think of where this was. It doesn't matter. It's Western Massachusetts or Central Massachusetts. And, uh, it was like a, a real kind of rednecky ish area yeah. of, of Massachusetts as far as, uh, East Coast goes like as kind of rednecky as as the East Coast gets anyway, and um, and is like this five hundred seat showroom. Oh, wow. And what happened was, um, they printed the wrong time on the tickets, mm-hmm. so everyone showed up like two hours early, and they were pissed. Yeah. That they had to like wait around for two hours, and then, uh, and then they like in the meantime got hammered, uh, and then and no. then there was like no bouncers or anything for this club, and it was a club, uh, or was it like yeah, a the, it's like the Kalua, Kalua, uh, something a comedy or something like that. It, oh, it's yeah, some yeah. some restaurant that also has this huge showroom. So, uh, I, uh, so 
by the time the show started, so it's already people that are Pauly Shore fans. Yeah. That's, whew. And then, <laughs> and then uh, they're pissed and they're drunk. drunk. And so I'm like behind the stage getting intro and, and they go, all right, everybody, welcome to the show. And every, I just hear everyone be like, finally, like <laughs> yelling. And then they're like, uh, oh, tonight's show, Pauly Shore. Like, oh, okay. You know, like, even if you're a Pauly Shore fan, you don't care that much yeah. to, like, <laughs> to, like, wait that long. Yeah. Um, and, and so, uh, and then they're like, but first. Yep. And <laughs> I just, and they start my intro, and I just hear booing oh, immediately no. they were just so mad because they'd been waiting so long yeah. to see this stupid Polly Shore show and now to find out that there's going to be like another 20 minutes oh, that they God. have to wait <laughs> and they're fucking hammered and um and uh, you know not the brightest bunch anyway and I just walked out there. I had it recorded for the longest time. I don't know why I never uploaded it on my computer. I wish I had this. But I just, uh, I walked out to just being booed mm-hmm. by 500. I mean, I hadn't said a word. Oh, no. Like I, And just being booed by 500 drunk people. I mean, they were like making threats. Like yelling threats and stuff. And I just like... I was very confident at the time. I had like some good stuff going for me and like, and I just like didn't give a fuck. (laughs) And, um, and so I just kind of sat down on the stool and I just sat there and let them boo me (laughs) for like five minutes. Oh no. Like I didn't say a word. Like I had the mic in my hand, but I didn't even like raise it to my face or anything. I just sat there uh-huh. and kind of like shook my head, I'm like okay, this, this is what you want to do, you know. <laughs> and then I and then I started saying, and I'm like, if this is what if this is what you want the show to be, I'm like okay, yeah, I understand you're upset that you got here early and God. the show was late. I had nothing to do with that. And they're still just fucking, get Polly up here! Like, you know, like, I, yeah, I'm getting paid for this. Yeah. Uh, I'm staying up here my contractually obligated time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't care oh about God. any of you. And, and, they're, and, they're, and they're like, just fuck. And then. Like, a couple people, like, took pity on me, so they started, like, sending shots up. And then that became the game. (laughs) Was to send shots up on stage and, like, make me do shots. And so I just, like, stood on stage for 20 minutes, like, just doing shots. And uh, I think I went over my time. I did kind of, like, get them on my side yeah. after a little while. They sure. finally just, like, gave up. Yeah. And, like, and then, like, you know, I had a couple <laughs> of jokes that were really good for drunk people. Yeah. Um, and then I, I, I remember, like, 
Uh, like a table of like fucking bros, like frat boys, guys that were like giving me the hardest time mm-hmm. in the in the per- like very threatening. And I remember like after I had a couple like dumb drunk jokes. Um, after a while, finally, they were like, "All right, everybody, let's give them a shot." <laughs> <laughs> you want them over? I want them over. Oh my god. How did Paulie do? Uh, he. Were they oh into him? Oh my god! I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I can't believe I wasn't even going to mention this. He. So we had ordered like a bunch of Hawaiian food. Sure. Um. So I got like platters of Hawaiian food, and I introduced him, and he just walked on stage with platters of Hawaiian <laughs> food and just threw it. <laughs> <laughs> into the audience <laughs> and uh so yeah that, that was a weird show wow. um i i was really drunk so i don't remember it very well yeah but um it didn't go very well for anybody yeah i can't imagine no yeah that's almost in a situation where it's not the crowd's fault that's the venue that like yeah, the crowd I mean, could have reacted better. Yeah, they could have reacted. Of course, better, but it's but understandable yeah, why they're yeah, angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah wow! Yeah. Holy yeah. cow! Thank you for sharing. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, any other ones you want to share, or we can get into this? That's the best I got. That's that's a <laughs> perfectly great story. Uh, so at the end of every show, we kind of just to lighten the mood, we always talk about food. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one thing I love to do uh, is after a show, whether it be good or bad, is just to go out to eat. I think that's mm-hmm. you know one of my favorite parts of comedy is just hang the hang after show hang. Yeah, sure. Maybe you go get food. A place that we take people in Milwaukee is called the Vanguard. Okay, it's just a punk rock hot dog place. So I guess uh, the question I'm posing to you: These is, hot dogs don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> They don't, and they do. They're like they're like gourmet hot dogs, yeah, but yeah. it's like a punk rock. I like vibe. a good gourmet hot it's dog. It's real good. Yeah, there's a place in Austin, Texas. Uh, it's just called Hot Dogs or something like that. Yeah, um, but it's it's a fantastic gourmet hot dog place. I lived in Austin for a little while. Cool. A lot of barbecue down there as well. Right? Yeah, a lot of great barbecue down there. I once I once waited. So there was there's this. Famous, I'm bad with names, Mm -hmm. but there's this famous barbecue place in Austin um, that is like the, uh, it's, I guess, uh, the best barbecue in the world. It's like... It's not Stubbs, is it? No. No. It's, uh, but Stubbs is there. Yeah, there's several, like Austin has a few of like... The top, you know, ten or whatever. But I guess this is supposed to be the best barbecue in the entire world at wow. this place. And they have, they only have so much of it. They open at mm-hmm. eleven, they sell and it. it's sold out in two hours. And there's like a fucking line mm-hmm. for it because they only have so many pits. They they like cook it for sixteen hours yeah. or whatever, and. Um, and so I went one day, I was by myself and I had some time to kill. And I was like, this is the perfect time to like wait. Because I would never drag someone else to wait in line for like two hours. for Because you do have to get there like a couple hours before it opens yeah. to stand in line. And, um, and I, I went there and I... 
and so they put like a sign on a per they estimate like mm-hmm. when the meat's gonna run out and then they like put a sign on that person like last man standing or oh, whatever cool. so you know like if you're behind that person yeah. you're really taking Slim a chance yeah. it's a, 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 if you're sticking around mm-hmm. and uh and i was like five people behind that person when the line started yeah and um about an hour into it uh they come and they and i just i just loved being a part uh, like who waits in line for food for two hours like i know that i was yeah but it was like as a social experiment <laughs> right um <laughs> because like why like there's the second best place in the world is also in austin <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and doesn't have a line like this yeah. and um and I'm uh, like about an hour into it, they mo- they come back and do like some math adjustments. and adjustments, and they move it up, and so now it's further in front of me. Oh no! So I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna get. And and they're like, sorry, we're selling because people are buying the, what bulk? People, yeah, they they'll buy like 20, 30 pounds of meat. Yeah. Um and. Uh, and sorry, okay, oh, sorry, it's selling a ton today. And then, and, and like, people just started freaking out. And I was, like, in the area that was just a few behind this person. Yeah. So, like, I was in the area of people that, like, knew it was a risk, but, like, they were really close. Yeah. And so I was just in the perfect spot to see people just flipping <laughs> the fuck out. It was awesome. And it was people just like getting very upset yeah. and very nervous. Like they knew what they got themselves <laughs> into. Like I didn't give a like I would have if I was hungry yeah. or whatever, or I would have just left. Yeah. Like I didn't care. Yeah. But it was just like fascinating to me. <laughs> and then they're like, "Pork's gone," you know. Oh, and yeah. then like uh, moving up, and then we're getting close to the door now. Yeah. This is, you're still outside of the building. Mm -hmm. Now we're close to the door. Uh, Chicken's gone. And now there's like only a couple things left. And and then, uh, and then like, uh, they're like, sorry, we're not gonna, we're not gonna have enough. This lady just starts fucking bawling. (laughs) She's like, do you have anything? Like, what about like a biscuit or something? It was just the fucking best. Um, so, uh, so I, I recommend any kind of, kind of experience like that that you can have. Um, I like, uh, I like tapas. Oh yeah. A lot. Like Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just like the sharing of the small place. I I have a, um, uh, I'm from across Wisconsin originally. A lot of tapas there. Hey. There's a new tapas oh, place. It? It's not. It's been there for like five years, maybe. But like, about ten years ago, was the first time they started getting good restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, the Midwest. Yep. Um, and uh, and people like just didn't understand it yeah. at first, and it's taken so long, and so. Like, I'm really happy that it's there, but it's like there's this place, the waterfront in the cross. It's this nice view, nice place, good food. But I remember looking at the reviews early on, and um, and it was all people that were like visiting there for business 
were like, this is the best place in lacrosse. I come here every time I'm in town. But then people that were like actually from lacrosse, mm-hmm. like, I paid $11 and I wasn't even full. Yeah. What the? Like, this is like a fancy restaurant. Right. You paid $11. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so I, I like, I like doing like a fancy, like yuppie thing for lunch. Cause it's always like, you can get a decent deal. Uh, it doesn't call. matter. Like, it doesn't matter how nice the restaurant is. Yeah. Lunch is still going to be reasonable. Lunch is still going to be cheaper at a fancy place than, than like, uh, even, even like some, um, like, mediocre steakhouse or something like that for dinner yeah um that's a good call and so yeah so that's a little advice i like tapas um and i like food trucks food trucks are great a lot i really i live in portland oregon now oh okay and i live in austin austin has probably the best ones Mm -hmm. and probably the most okay um portland's known for their food trucks in in portland portland and austin are very similar Mm -hmm. and portland probably has the second uh most i would say do you have a favorite one back blowing up everywhere um no no no, I don't. I don't have a favorite one. I I don't. I don't go to them. My girlfriend doesn't like them as much as I do. Okay. It's, we like so. We have so much in common in terms of the things that we like, but she doesn't like food trucks as much as I do. So sure. I don't find myself going to them that often. Right. It's very unfortunate. <laughs> but uh, I like a good food truck. I'm a supporter of the food trucks. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, where can people find your podcast and your comedy? Yeah, the best source is just going to shanemoss.com to find all my stuff and look up stand-up science, which I think I have like 30-some cities booked right now, but I'll be going all over the country with it. And um, then um, uh, my podcast is called Here We Are. You can go to herewearepodcast.com to look that up. Um, And let's see, there's an episode that I liked... Um, I did this summer that was one of my favorites. Um, it's, it says Objection on it. It's about a book called Objection um, about how our how our instincts um, uh, and, and like our, our sense of disgust mm-hmm. is uh, got um, uh, used evolutionarily to interpret our sense of morality. Oh, interesting. So, like, originally disgust was to, like, stay away from foods that would poison you. Sure. And then eventually, like, someone steals from you, and you're like, that's a disgusting person. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. That kind of stuff, yeah. I follow you on Twitter as well? Yeah. Social um, media? I'm less active. Less active? But, but, yeah, maybe I'll do more in 2019. (laughs) I don't think that I am. But, yeah, at Shane Comedy. um, And then... I don't even know what my Instagram is, uh, but I have an Instagram. We'll include it in the show notes. And a Facebook. Perfect. Thanks for doing the show, Shane. Thanks. Appreciate it. Awesome. There it is, my conversation with Shane Moss um, at the end of every show. If you've listened before, you know that I'll tell you the dates that I have coming up uh, in the near future. That way, if you want to come see a show, you can. 
Uh, we do have big news on the horizon as well, but I'll share that when it's ready to be announced. Here we go. What are my dates? Let's find them out. Loading, loading. There we go. Okay. Uh, if you're listening to this today, next Friday, I'll be at Piggies on the Cross, Wisconsin, with my buddy Nick Hart, uh, who's been on Conan, just like Shane. That's been cool. Um, and he'll, he's a future guest. We've got a, we've got one recorded. Anyway, uh, the twelfth Voyager in Milwaukee, best goddamn show in town. Uh, that is at Landmark Lanes. The 13th, the next day, it's a Wednesday, Sugar Maple in Milwaukee as well. Then the 16th, I'm opening for the Goodlanders, which is an improv group, and I think that's a benefit show. Um, I should find that out. Pretty sure it's a benefit show. Oh, there's my daughter, if you can hear her. Uh, the 22nd, I'm at Blondie Pop in West Bend, Wisconsin, doing a show with my pal John Egan and my other pal Mike Coben, and it'll be great. After that, um, the 23rd, I Should Know This, which is a quiz style, uh, you know, um, wait, wait, don't tell me style show, and I'm the special guest. What? Why? Anyway, uh, (laughs) it'll be fun. I love trivia. And then the 28th, uh, I will be at Dandy, a dandy comedy show in Milwaukee, which is gearing up to be a pretty good show. Really great. I'm really excited about the uh, that one. Um, great, great setting, you know? It's a vintage furniture store. It's really cool. Anyhow, those are my dates for February as of right now. Um, you can always check us out um, on social media at, uh, oh, what is it? J. Tyler Men's and Eating It Pod, eatingitpod.com. And uh, yeah, okay, that's all I've got. So keep bombing and uh, don't freeze outside because that's what... We're gearing up for it's freezing. Anyway, goodbye.